Welcome to the Woo Woo Guru Podcast, a mixture of the metaphysical and professional worlds. I am your host, Rachel Kirk, the Woo Woo Guru herself, and I'm serving all of your alternative health and well-being wonders. Each episode will feature masters of their crafts in subjects like crystals, meditation, fitness, nutrition, witchcraft, mindset, human design, herbology, and so much more. There are infinite possibilities to improve your life and love yourself deeper, and that's what we're all about here at the Woo Woo Guru. So Woo Woo, let's go. Here's today's episode. Hello there, folks. I am Rachel Kirk, the Woo Woo Guru. I'm so grateful you are here today for this important episode. I am here with life coach, spiritual teacher, mindset expert, and best-selling author, Joy Stone. Joy, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm great. I'm so, so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. I'm so excited. I was so called to have you on this podcast because of what you're bringing into this world and what you're teaching people about themselves, how to go deeper within themselves, how to be okay with who they are, but also how to solve their problems as well. And a big thing that you highlight that I want to just gear this call towards is really the anxiety and approaching that. And you have a book out that's called if I'm so spiritual why am I still so anxious you also have another one coming out soon releasing self-doubt yeah let's talk about how did you get started in this journey yeah oh my goodness well thank you again and uh this journey has how I got here right now in this moment is through my own experience so it was my own experience with anxiety with all the self-doubt with growing up in a lot of you know, dysfunctional, like lifestyle that, that sort of led me to, I think my anxiety stems from that in many ways. Um, not being, not having the space to really find myself to discover who am I, who am I in this world without having to sort of immediately drop into survival mode, which really shuts that inquiry down in many ways, right. Of who are we when we're just in that survival mode? So it was my anxiety that got me here. Um, and as I began to heal my anxiety through the journey I went through, through more traditional, uh, you know, pathways into more holistic pathways and celebrating them all. They all have meaning and purpose. They all have a place in time for us. Right. But really coming to find where those can, can come together for me and, and going from just treating my symptoms to just trying to feel less anxious to actually thriving, to actually experiencing freedom from anxiety. And when I say that, it doesn't mean I'm not ever anxious. It doesn't mean my, my monkey mind doesn't get stirred up, but there is a different relationship that I have with anxiety today. And so it's been through my journey of of self-discovery and discovering what anxiety means for me, um, how to really heal from it. And then really feeling called to carry and share that what I have learned and lived with other women, you know, Amazing. Amazing. And your story that you just told, I believe it's such a story that everybody has. Everybody that I've ever met or come across has some sort of form of anxiety that has either held them back or it's a voice inside their head. It's imposter syndrome. It's Mm -hmm. there is such a realm of anxiety um, around us. And it's really 
um, it's, it's, it's a disease nowadays that has just taken over. And yeah. I don't think sometimes people have the wherewithal of identifying, Hey, this is anxiety that I'm going through right now. Right. Like, anxiety. Is there different types of anxieties that people have and can people, how do you notice them? Yeah. I mean, there definitely are different clinical diagnoses for anxiety, right? There's like social anxiety. There's, you know, um, agoraphobia. There's like the fear of going outside of your, of your, of your living space, right? Your safety. There's um, generalized anxiety disorder. There's post-traumatic stress disorder. So there's a lot of levels of anxiety, but generalized anxiety disorder, I would say is something that so many of us experience, as you said, I mean, anxiety is rampant. We've got higher numbers of anxiety today than at any other time in history. And we have more solutions for anxiety, meaning there's more what I call those like quick fix tips and tricks that we hear about that are not penetrating the problem. Because I think the conversation really needs to shift around what is anxiety, what's actually at the root cause. And when we get to the root cause, we have a different solution. So, so many people do have anxiety today. And anxiety to me is this is this sense, what it really is, is it's about disconnection. And so many of us are disconnected and that turns into behaviors like people pleasing, like you said, people pleasing, codependency, um, looking outside of ourselves for validation, looking outside of ourselves for, for, for enoughness. And also looking at very often anxiety shows up as the glass sort of being half empty, like we're not enough. We're not doing enough. Something about us isn't enough. There's a lot of negative critical thinking about ourselves, which then translates into being judgmental toward others. That would come up a lot for me. I was super judgy and it was always because of my relationship with, with me. So the relationship we have with ourselves, we always hear it's the most important relationship. It's also the relationship that's projecting onto every other relationship we have. So we have to get right with the relationship we have with ourselves to really heal this issue in our lives. But most of the treatments that we see, and I mean, even the holistic ones, which I love to talk about, because my book is all about, I had all of these holistic treatments too, or these holistic tools. And I was still so anxious are really looking at things from outside in, like whether it's the tool itself, that is not the solution. There's something bigger that has to happen. Right. Right. Absolutely. So where does, when it sounds like anxiety really comes from childhood, stemming from childhood and how you're brought up and how you're raised and how, how does somebody as, as they become more conscious and become more aware, do they, is there an ability for them to identify, my gosh, I'm being very anxious right now. I'm, I'm this is an overwhelming situation because I find that some and even myself sometimes have a hard time differentiating and if, if this is normal or if it's not. And some, some of us are just on autopilot this entire time, not realizing that, hey, we just have to get through this situation instead yeah. of just, you know, actually taking the time to process it. Nope, I want to go to the end result, the, uh, you know, just have it done and over with. Is there a process of identifying, you know, when you're in that anxious moment that you have? Yeah. Well, when we're in anxiety, sometimes when we're in something, it's hard to get out of it in that moment, right? Because we're, we're in a heightened state of survival mode. Yeah. So in the moment, those sorts of things like, you know, the three deep breaths, right? Like taking the three deep breaths to like regulate your nervous system, um, 
becoming aware of present moment. Like if you're feeling yourself being hyper anxious or stressed or feeling, and I'll get to your, another part of your question, but just to the like immediate, like calming ourselves down is, you know, getting aware of present moment, what's around you, what's going like feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your bottom in the seat. You know, if you're in the car, hands on steering wheel, like you're bringing your mind to present moment because anxiety, as you said, it stems from, it stems ultimately from a disconnection from who we are, because from a young age, what happens is we we're, we're, we come from, if we look at it from a spiritual aspect, right? We come from the realm of love. We come from the realm of safety, security, peace. Like our essence is that our deepest essence, the truth of who we are, the spiritual side of who we are is whole and complete. And then we're born. And we're born into a world that's that's dominated by fear. And I don't mean like because it's a bad, terrible place, but because as soon as we become embodied as a human being, all of a sudden, as we develop, we're like, oh, wait, I'm an individual over here. I'm separate from the whole. I have to survive. Right. I don't want to look. Some people don't want to look any different. They're like, I don't want to stand out. Right. Or we're looking at what is what are other people doing to to get through this? What are other people doing to look normal or to survive or to be successful? What is success? And so we're constantly trying to survive and that need to survive for some of us. If there has been a trauma or if there has been a situation that that really jarred our nervous system and what a trauma is, is anything that's overwhelming for our nervous system. And there's almost like a little piece of us that gets separate, separate, separated from the whole. So we have to take care of that on a daily basis. If we're going to heal into anxiety, we have to take care of that integration of all that we are and come back to what is already within us, which is that perfectness, that wholeness, that completeness. So there's a couple, there's two answers to your question, which is one is we have to have a daily practice. And I I will talk about that into having a, a super empowering relationship with ourselves, not with managing the anxiety. There's two different things here. So we can manage the anxiety as it arises, right? We're like, I'm feeling anxious. Is this anxiety? Is it anxiety? Like you said, so many people experience stress and overwhelm. So many people are experiencing like they're on autopilot constantly. So they're just like, they don't even know what they're experiencing. They're just like in this shell where it's just like, get me through it. All right. I need to get through this. And they don't even feel it. And yeah. A hundred percent. That's a great way to look at it because we're just on autopilot. We're forcing our way through life. We're pushing through life without tuning in and tapping into like, who am I? What's true for me? What does like happiness mean to me? What does peace mean to me? What does success mean to me? And that's what I mean is as we, as we're born and we come in, as we grow, so many of us aren't taught to ask those questions. We're just dropping in here and trying to survive. And again, if we haven't had the nurturing or the guidance, which, and again, that's not right. (laughs) Like, let's just put that out there. We're all in the same boat here, guys. We didn't have enough love. Exactly. It's like so many of us. Yeah. We're just walking around like, am I okay? This is kind of like the four, you know, big emotional wounds that we all have to some varying degree is I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I don't matter. I'm not loved or some variation. We're walking around with that, right. Or all four. Yeah. And so anxiety, you know, when we look at like, as the, the definition is like this, this idea that there's some impending doom, there's something in the future I need to be afraid of, 
But really, again, it's that it's experienced as this chronic worry, this overthinking things that can turn into procrastination or just haste, just pushing through, shutting down, you know, being controlling. Like there's so many ways anxiety can manifest or show up in behavior in our life. And we need to deal with that, the behaviors. But if we can really learn to integrate into who we are, what I have found is that the behaviors are much easier to change because we're not relying on them for our safety and security. Right. Right. Like I'm not going to give up control if I don't have any other way to feel in control. Right. It's kind of like, like disestablishing a flight or fight response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. It's like getting an understanding of who you are, feeling confident in who you are, having integrity in who you are. And that's really going to help cure some anxiety or in places of where you do get anxiety because you have that embodiment of being who you are in yourself. Right. And anxiety. So when you look at, cause how I got here too, is through my work in yoga. So yoga is a real big piece of my journey. And when we look at yoga, there's the physical postures that we know in the West as yoga. And then there is a whole psychology and way of living, right. That is yoga. And there's this book. You love that. Eight, no, there's eight limbs of yoga. I'm in my yoga teacher training. So oh, yay. Okay. Okay. So, you know, the, yeah. okay, this is going to be a deep, this is a great conversation then, because this is where, so the eight limbs of yoga, right out of Patanjali's yoga sutra. And this is a foundational text of yoga of the mind. And so even those eight limbs, when we look at these eight limbs of yoga, and for people who are newer to yoga, yoga just means union or connection. It can mean life integration, breath, breath. So yoga is like, there's these eight limbs and the first limb of yoga of the eight limbs is the yamas. Mm -hmm. And this has to do with our relationships, right? And then we get into the niyamas, which is really about how we, our relationship to ourself, our own inner relationship. Okay. And there's six more of these, but the idea is that these are helping us, these eight limbs, when we master these, these limbs are helping us to cultivate what is called viveka or discernment. And this is what Patanjali is saying in the sutra that we need. Now, an anxious mind has a really hard time discerning the true from the false, the permanent from the impermanent, right? It's like, it's going to be this way forever. It'll never work out. Nothing works out for me. It's a very absolute sort of mind. But, but what we need to cultivate mostly is this idea of discernment. And in, there's a sutra that says yoga chitta vritti nirodaha, which that's a very popular one. And it basically says that yoga is the, is your ability to calm the fluctuations of the mind. Mm. So if you think about this, so many people are out doing their yoga. And this was me for so long. I was rolling out my yoga mat, doing my postures, practicing my deep breaths, you know, chanting my chants, if that's part of your practice, not all the while there was this unconscious belief that these things were going to quiet my mind. Mm -hmm. Those things are tools for us to build the emotional, mental resiliency and strength to, to detach from the noise in the mind. So without that ability, it's like anxiety as we become very linked, very attached to our thinking, very attached to our thoughts. We think we are the thought. Yeah. So I know that's a big concept, but it really is about having to, de- we have to learn to detach 
from that which is causing us to suffer. And what is causing us to suffer are these thoughts because anxiety originates in our mind. So we were saying that there's like maybe a childhood experience, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's something that happened. But for most of us, we're not in that situation anymore. Like right now, sitting here as or as anxiety affects our life, when the anxiety arises, oftentimes it's coming from just the thought we're having based on how we had to survive in the past. So what trauma does is it's not about the past. It's about how your brain and body has organized itself to see the present moment. And we can organize our body and mind to see life in a completely different way. But if all of our energy is on trying not to see life a certain way or trying not to be anxious, we aren't learning how to build into being confident, peaceful, joyful, free. And that's where in 2012, I had that big shift. I was like, oh my gosh, almost all of my energy was on managing my anxiety or beating myself up over having it Hmm. or comparing myself to other, all the things versus who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in the world? Who was I before someone told me who I had to be or who I had to be to survive? Like, who am I and who do I want to be? Right. And that is really, I think, where we're lacking in the conversation around anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Ask those deep questions. Ask yourself those deep questions of, you know, are you satisfied? Are you feeling okay? But like also, where do you want to go from here? And yes. I think there's just such a, there's a big, there's a big theme in the world right now, uh, especially in our world of looking into shadow work and looking into inner work and, and things of that nature. And that can even get a little bit anxious as well, but it's necessary. It's, It's so necessary. If you want to live this life where you feel that you're in control, but with the biggest release possible of knowing that you are supported and anything that is thrown at you, you can actually really handle because guess what? You've been doing it this long anyways, in this mode of fighter flight. So you might as well enjoy your life as well. And absolutely. Well, and to speak to that is when you say something like shadow work or soul work or mind work, or going into actually getting to the root cause of this, that is where the tips and tricks won't really work. Right. So, so many women who come work with me are like, I've done everything. I have all the information. I've read all the books. I've done the things. And it is that there is something about our mind wants to bypass wants to bypass like that kind of deeper work. It's like, wait, let me just get. So, but when we do that deeper work, then we are getting into the realm of, of solution, not just management, like solution, right? Because your, your mind, we have a filter in our brain called the reticular activating system. And this filter, we all have it. And based on our life experiences, we are, Our filter looks out into the world based on our life experiences and our beliefs that we have cultivated because of those life experiences, right? So if I believe that nothing works out for me, if I believe that nobody likes me, if I believe that the world is a scary place, if I believe that it's, it's not safe to step out into the unknown and, 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 and state my truth or or take a new action, my brain will literally look out into my world and bring back evidence to prove me right. Mm-hmm. So it will say, you're right, Joy, it's not safe. And it's gonna look out at all the possible scenarios and evidence in my world or information and literally bring back to me evidence. And this is why none of us are seeing the world in the same way. We're all seeing the world through our filter, but this filter 
can be changed. This filter, we can influence this filter. But the first thing is, even in terms of anxiety, right? When I work with so many women, it's they know exactly what they don't want. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want this. I don't want people to talk about me. I don't want, you know, to be judged. And we're very, we have a harder time discerning, going back to discernment. What is it you do want? Like if, if, if this problem were erased, what would be different about your life? What do you want? And then giving yourself permission to have that and then starting to embody. And I don't mean this as, and I know that we, I love the name of your uh, podcast because the, you know, but it's like this, all this, this spiritual work that we're doing has to land. It has to be practical. Right. Right. So embodying and becoming that version of myself, that is what yoga is. Yoga is helping us to embody, to become immersed in, in a version of ourselves. Yeah. In the best version of ourselves. Yeah. You know I mean? Yes. And giving us, if there ever, it was a time where we weren't that great version of ourselves that, Hey, you know, sometimes you just have to be in this spot and that's okay, but you're going to get out of this and it's going to feel good. I think there's a common misconception of toxic positivity where everybody thinks we're always positive all the time and we can handle everything and everything's fine. It's not like that. That's not Mm -hmm. what we're saying at all whatsoever. We're saying, hey, things are going to get tough. There are tough things, but you can get through them. And we're going to, you know, we're, we're providing the, the confidence in you, or you're providing the confidence in yourself by doing this work to get you through these situations where you're not having a super, making it a super traumatic event that's happened to you. You're making it an event that you can conquer and it's going to be a great story to tell Um, things of that nature. And that kind of situation, I think there's just such a misconception though, with that toxic positivity out there of, Oh, Oh, 100%. Yeah. You just got to be happy all the time. No, no. And it's like, I was just having this conversation last week with a group of women and we were, we were talking about, okay, things do come up for us that are challenging. And my mind, I can wake up in a totally negative mood, right? I can wake up with the anxiety kind of flaring, right? Like, and how it shows up, how most of the time anxiety shows up is a lot of negative thinking and a lot of negative emotion. Okay. So it's like, for me, it's all of a sudden, nothing's working out. Why am I doing this? Why bother? These kind of thoughts, right? When that happens, it's, it's not like that's failure on any, that's not failure in any way. That's not something we immediately need to go. Okay. Let me replace this with a positive thought, Right. right? Because the way that I go about this now is I ask myself, how can I support myself through this? Like what, what would be, what would, what would feel good to help me like support myself? There's, do I need to talk to my mentor? Do I need to go on a walk? Do I need to like take a moment off? Do I need to go back to sleep? Like, what is it I actually need in this moment or, you know, for this day or whatever we're going through, because we don't need, need to immediately like just stuff down the negative experience. Absolutely. Right. Or judge it. Like you're saying, it's this toxic positivity. We're doing that already for years. Like we need to to break that habit. Yeah. (laughs) Just about getting through it. It's actually processing it in a healthy way. Yeah. Get us to that point that we can necessarily get over it. So So. if you could start, yeah. And this is like a great practical thing too, is if, if for those of us who experience anxiety, Instead of looking at it as any sort of failure or any sort of like, what's wrong with me? Why am I still feeling this way? Is getting so good at understanding your own needs, 
because all of that is a call for something. Like we're all trying to survive. We're all trying to feel better. We all want to be happy. And how we've learned to be happy for those of us who do experience anxiety is we've learned to worry. If I worry enough, maybe I'll avoid pain. If I overthink this enough, maybe I'll avoid making a mistake. If, you know, so all of that is just a way for us to seek relief, happiness, peace. We just aren't going about it in a way that's sustainable or that actually feels good or empowering. So instead of looking at it as anything is wrong with us, is it's using it to get really good at articulating our needs. And that's why I said, it's so good to ask ourselves, what is it that I actually need here? Mm-hmm. Well, I need to feel safe. Okay. So the reason, like, if I'm worrying, you know, what is it, what is it you need? You know, I need someone to talk to. I need someone to understand me. I need to know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Whatever it is we need. And then finding a way to go, okay, how can I get this need met? And there are many ways. And sometimes that is good. It is why it's so good to talk to somebody, right? Because sometimes it's hard to talk this through ourselves Absolutely. at first to learn, mm-hmm. but getting so clear on what we need is so important um, versus just thinking a tool is going to like, it will, it will, it will relieve us of maybe some of the sensations in the body that we're feeling, right. Which is so good to have that relief. Yeah. So getting to that place of homeostasis of, okay, take it, like I said, your breaths or whatever it might be, but then getting into what is it that's really important to me. Yeah. It's almost like you're not creating a cure with those short-term tips and tricks. You know, it's not a cure or it's, you know, or it's not even, you know, a long-term solution. The long-term solution is really diving into what do you need right now? Addressing that question. That is the first step. The number one question. And when you have anxiety, what do you need right now? What What do you need? Yeah. You need what is over, you know, active in your body right now. And what is going to relieve that? Because the the tips and, and, and again, it's like, there's, there's room for all of this because when we are in fight or flight, when we are in that state, we are not in a creative state. So, you know, everybody listening to this needs to understand that when we are in, we have like a, a part of our brain, that's almost like the guru. That's like the wise sage that we are walking around with. And that part of our brain, like it can tap into all the knowledge we have. It knows what to do. It knows how to take care of us. It can think bigger. It can like step outside the box. But then we have like this part of our brain that's always trying to like survive, right? This is kind of just imagine this. When you are in fight or flight, that part of your brain is only looking at how do I stay safe? Right. So think about if you're being chased by a tiger, we know this old analogy, you aren't in that moment going to be thinking about, oh, I wonder what I want to do with the rest of my life. I wonder what really makes me happy. I wonder what makes me feel so good. I wonder what like it would look like if I just so fully believed in myself. You're not thinking that when you're being chased by a tiger, you're just trying to get away from the tiger. But when you're living in fight or flight in anxiety, it's like you're just living with a tiger chasing you all the time. And so you aren't in a space to get creative or to even answer a question like, what do I need? Right. Because you're like, I, I, I don't know. And this is why a lot of people say, I don't know. So we have to learn. And this is where the, when I say the tips and tricks, those things are valuable is those three deep breaths or, um, <clears throat> you know, doing a, a few yoga poses or taking, you know, taking a yoga class that brings us into a place of balance where our nervous system can then regulate and we can ask those deeper questions. But, but too many of us are just stopping at the deep breath or the yoga poses. Those are valuable, yeah. 
Absolutely. So that we can get into the relaxation response where we can be creative in creating new solutions for ourselves, new pathways, new ways of relating. And so it's all of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's such a disconnect with so many folks because you're supposed to feel at home in your body and yourself. You're supposed to feel comfortable there. And because of all the outside anxieties just coming at you constantly of the self-doubt, whether or not somebody likes me or not, did I say this right? Am I doing this correctly? Um, you know, oh gosh, you know, this is going to mess up the rest of my life. Um, there's just, there's just so much anxiety available to us, sometimes yeah. over available to us to, I, I, I can sometimes create anxiety because I'm bored. I'm just like, why am I so bored right now? What do I need to be doing? But well, I should be doing this. I could have been doing that when it's just like, all right, in those moments, you know, it's really beneficial to just take those three deep breaths and kind of regulate the nervous system again. But that's just you know, a a quick fix in that moment, but also doing that work as well of just, yeah, getting down deep and, and figuring out how to reclaim yourself. Exactly. If you're not being chased by a tiger and you just said something, you know, so important, you're like, it's like, I'm creating this. If you're not being chased by a tiger. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are creating the anxiety in your own mind. We all just need to walk away knowing that right now, because this was like me. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not creating the anxiety in my mind. I went through really hard times. I went through a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff in my life. I didn't choose that. You know, this is just, I'm that I'm this way because of that. Right. So it's like, we can live like that and say, yes, those things happen to us. We went through something hard or there's something in life that's happening. That's pushing back on us. There's something in life that feels challenging or overwhelming. And as yoga teaches us, there's something called Satvata Parinavada, which basically means this is your reality, but your reality can change. And we have to understand that we are creating this anxiety. It's through our own. Now it's oftentimes it doesn't feel that way because we're like, wait, it's just my mind's doing this. Well, yeah, our mind is just doing that because it's gotten in the habit of doing that because you are, you are asked to make over like, I don't know, it's like 30,000 something decisions a day. We couldn't possibly make all of those decisions consciously. So we have a subconscious mind that starts to just do create, like you said, autopilot answers. So we are living most of our time on autopilot, thinking the same thoughts we thought yesterday, reacting the same way we thought yesterday. So yoga tells us that anxiety is made at the level of the mind. This is where the problem arises. And this is where the solution has to happen. So we have to learn to train our mind to think differently, to see life differently, to focus on different things. And this can all be done, but we are, our anxiety is a, is a product of our own thinking. Unless we're being chased by a tiger, unless we are in actual danger, then of course that's a natural response to life, right? Sure, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think really honing in on the fact that so many of us, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is. I mean, I would even say a hundred percent of us have some sort of anxiety on a daily basis or have experienced (laughs) anxiety on, you know, a a semi-regular basis. So I, I just feel as well that there's still this facade around it that People are just like, oh, I don't have anxiety. You know, I don't need to address my anxiety because I'm scared of it because then I'll admit that I actually have anxiety and then I have to do the work. Well, I mean, if you don't do the work though, 
and you find that you're not still enjoying life, then there's something yeah. going on there. And that's when you need to, to break in and, and go deeper and figure yeah. out, you know, what is the root cause of this? And it yeah. can be many things. I mean, it can be so many things, so many things. And I think so many things, and if we can just distill it down, and I think this is why it becomes really, people get caught up in like either the label of something, right? Like, I know I struggled with that. I hated the label. I was like, no, I don't want this label. Mm -hmm. Um, But the label doesn't identify us, right? The label is just information. It's like, everybody has some sort of a hungry ghost. Everybody has something that we are dealing with that becomes the guru, that becomes the teacher. And that's what happened for me. And what I teach is that the anxiety is not the problem. It actually becomes like our guru, which is the thing that helps us go from the dark to the light. It can wake us up. It says in the yoga sutra that we suffer so that we can learn our suffering actually helps us get out of suffering. Mm. So do you understand? Like so often we're walking through life on autopilot and we're like, what? But then something happens and it's in those moments, oftentimes that we have a deeper, a deeper awareness comes out of it. We can grow from our obstacles. So our obstacles are there for us to actually grow and to become more of who we are. They are not a marker of any sort of failure. And I just, I keep saying that because I think that that is such a paradigm that needs to be shifted. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, anxiety is just very, very normal. So many people have it. It isn't who we are. And the, if we can just distill it down to one problem and one solution, the problem at the heart of anxiety for all of us, no matter how it came about is it's disconnection from ourself, which simply means we no longer are understanding who we are at our essence, which is we're whole, complete, we're free beings. Mm -hmm. And we have to learn to be in relationship with that part of us. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is like, so the solution is connection. How do I actually connect to my power, to my purpose, to my joy, to my peace? And this is not like then we're walking around on the planet, never having a moment of anxiety, like I said, but when it arises, if you build that muscle of understanding who you are and having a relationship with who you are, then when the anxiety arises and it will, you, you, it will not affect you the same way. You will have a different relationship with the anxiety because what I see it. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Your self-talk will be totally different. How you perceive yourself will be totally different. How you think others perceive you, you probably won't care anymore. Um, But if you know, if you're so embodied that you know that it's coming from a good place and it feels so right and you're projecting it out there, you feel so confident in it that you don't really concern yourself with what other people think. Or even if you do, right, even if it comes up, you're like, okay, but I can still handle that. Like where the anxiety is like, I can't handle this. This is too much. If it comes up, because I do like social media for all of us. And I, I often share social media is one of the biggest triggers for me in terms of it triggers that wound in me, that old story that I'm not saying this right. I'm not good enough. People don't understand me no one's watching, like all the fear can get triggered, but that fear does not stop me anymore because I have such a strong relationship with myself now that I can see that. And I can go, I see that fear. I see this thought coming up. I can have that thought without becoming the thought. Do you see that distinction? So it will come up and it's perfectly fine. And I think this is where, what we're talking about here, this higher level conversation about anxiety, what it is, what we need to do about it can feel so frustrating 
and, and, and confronting at times for people because, and it did for me for a long time, because I could give you seven tricks right now or seven tips to do. And those things would be so valuable and so wonderful. And they would not get you to the freedom. They're not going to solve the actual problem that I'm talking about, where we need to feel so empowered that we're not, it's not toxic positivity, but we're empowered in who we are, that we can face an obstacle from a different vantage point, from it not being something that has to take us down or stop us from going forward and living out our Dharma, our purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, there's just such a, a pressure nowadays of comparison syndrome as well. And that adds a whole nother level of anxiety to folks as you bring up social media of, oh, did I say this right? Did this person say this? Why don't, why don't more people comment? Do people like me? Should I not say that? Oh, I'll just delete this post. There's just so many wheels turning at once where rather than just coming back to yourself and saying, okay, what does it really mean if somebody didn't comment on my post? What does it really mean if I am not feeling good about myself, you know, and really bringing it back to your own and who you are and what is really going on with you? Because this is where it started. And this, this is, is where it started. And, and, and exactly. And a question we can ask ourselves is, am I happy with what I put out into the world? Like versus... Why aren't people commenting on me? What's wrong with me? Because that's the, that's our anxiety is doing that. Right. And you're, you're reframing it right there. Right. And the, and the question is, am I doing things that bring me joy? Am I living in my purpose? And again, when we understand this, it's like the anxiety takes a backseat because yes, we will still go, oh boy, so-and-so got 25,000 likes and I got two, but that doesn't mean anything about your value. Because what's causing this, the anxiety or the suffering is that you have made it mean meaning about who you are. And that meaning that you made it be came from your own thinking and you can change that. So anxiety will rise when you focus on the things you cannot change. You cannot control how people receive the information you share, but you can control what you think about how they receive the information. You can control what you think about anything and everything. Absolutely. And when you get really good at that, you will have power over the anxiety. You see what I mean? So it's like, I compare myself, it comes up. It's like, oh, wow. Right. And, and yet it doesn't have to have the power because the victim consciousness is that, and this used to trigger me so bad when people would say victim consciousness, I'd be like, oh, step back people, because I've survived everything in my life. How dare you say I'm a victim, you know? Right. 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 Like I hated that where I was so mad about that. And so then personal. I realized it's so personal being called oh. like being on the victim. Level. It's so personal. It's like, Oh, <laughs> like if, yeah. It's like, if you could get a window into what we've lived through, right. And had to survive or had to go through like, no, I'm not a victim. And yet I had this profound victim consciousness I was walking around with. And it's what I, how I share it with the women I work with is it's, I, when I look outside to the world for how I should feel about myself, that's victim consciousness. I'm, if, if somebody doesn't call me back, if I don't get X, Y, and Z that happens, or now I don't feel good about myself, that's victim consciousness. It's that I am a victim to what is happening out there when really I need to learn to self-validate. I need to learn to like, so that hero consciousness is that I am in control I am choosing into how I'm going to feel regardless of what is going on out there. Because the anxious habit is that you look out first 
And then you tell yourself how you should feel. You look out first and then you tell yourself, you know, am I safe? But when you're looking out into the world, remember, you're always looking through that, your own reticular activating system. So the way that you change what you see in the world is you have to change what you believe because your brain is bringing back to you evidence of what you believe. And until you change that, you will continue to see the same thing. Vicious cycle. It'll be a vicious, you got to break the cycle. You got to break that pattern because it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Very vicious. Mm. Well, thank you. I'm so appreciative of our call today. And this is going to be an amazing episode. I really, really love just like what we talked about overall. How can folks find you? Oh, um, well, you can go to my, I'm on Instagram. I'm there pretty much every day at Joystone Coaching. And you can go to my website at Joystone or at joystonecoaching.com. And I have a vault where you can get, I have a bunch of like free resources for you in terms of the things we talked about here today, the deeper work of anxiety. Amazing. Amazing. And what's next for you? What comes next? <laughs> well, I'm want to release my book, releasing self-doubt. So that'll be coming out. And then I'm starting a podcast. So it'll be the Joystone podcast. And I'll be sharing all things, spiritual mindset, you know, personal development, a lot of it around the work of anxiety, self-doubt and how to get to that deeper solution. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Joy, I am so incredibly thankful for you for coming on here, for speaking this amazing truth. I think this is work that the world needs collectively. Everybody needs to be doing this work this way. They can truly live the most embodied life possible. And for them to truly realize that things that you think are a big deal really aren't, but you're making them a big deal because you're just blowing it up. And you need to release it and you need to love yourself and you need to dive deep and accept yourself and do that inner work, do that spiritual work, because it is so important and vital to becoming the person that you've always wanted to be and projecting you forward into the future you've always wanted to have. Yeah. So well said. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful for your love and presence. If you feel called to hop on Spotify and leave a review, I would love to hear some feedback and get some comments. And even if it's about improvements, we are all about that here at The Woo Woo Guru as well. If you would like to reach out to me directly or follow me directly, my Instagram handle is at The Woo Woo Guru, T-H-E-E-W-O-O-W-O-O-G-U-R-U. I hope to connect with you. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. Woo woo!